any dungeon master worth his weight in geldings goes nowhere without his 20-sided die. Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> I can't see the numbers, man. I don't know. Is we're, the world turning? We're back. We're definitely back. It's game over, man. Game over. Although we're missing a lot of people. Yeah. We have John and Cirrhosis. We debated not playing yesterday and decided to make it happen. Here we are. Yeah. And... To give you a time frame, based on whenever you're listening to this, it's the opening weekend of Doctor Strange. It fucking kicks ass. If you haven't seen it by the time this comes out, go fucking see it. <laughs> and, by the way, the Rogue One trailer, fucking awesome. Same with the new Guardians trailer. Oh, they put a new Guardians trailer out? Nice. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Like, both of them, I, it was the original Lord of the Rings trailer feel for me, where it's like goosebumps up the arm, and I was just like, oh. Nice. And one thing I, I do have to... It's not a true spoiler. It's a hilarious thing. Uh, the music in Doctor Strange, they totally take some elements from Star Trek for certain scenes. <laughs> and then uh, at a certain point, they have like a mix <clears throat> of Sherlock Holmes in with some of the music. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> cool. Just playing on all those prior roles. But, yeah. So I have a question. Um, if I have four slots for level one spells, yep. can I put one spell in more than one slot? Yeah. So I could do like two magic missiles in that slot mm-hmm. and then another one in the second level slot. Yeah, you don't yeah. even have to think about it that way. Um, you can memorize four spells and you can cast one of them for each. You can say magic missile four times yeah. if you want to. Okay. Yeah. So like, four memorized. Yeah. So whatever spells you have available, you have X amount you can cast. And it doesn't matter which of the spells you have available that you cast. Gotcha. Okay. Um, they changed. They made. They took away the diversity in the magic classes. Like they pretty much all function the same, with the exception of a few minor twists and turns. Yeah, they did that, but then they nerfed it for like pure casters by dialing back the numbers slots you have. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. It, well, and uh, like you still have the earliest burst damage, but in the long run. Other classes do way more damage okay. a lot more quickly. Yeah, like it. You just don't have the. Endurance. It's nowhere. Fourth Ed is still my favorite when it comes to balance, um, because each class was far more evenly distributed for abilities. Okay. Because the way Fourth Ed works is because it's level one through thirty, which I don't know why everybody hated so much, but <laughs> at every single level where a class gains power. All the classes gain a power set. Mm-hmm. Like So everybody gets the same leveling tree, but based on your class dictates what those powers are, how they function, and whatnot. But you have um, your at-will powers, so the one power you can do over and over and over. Uh, encounter power, so you can only use it once per encounter. Mm-hmm. So if you get in a fight, go 10 minutes, get in another fight, you can reuse it, but for that one encounter, you can only use it once. Cool. Um, and then you have your like once-a-day power. And you get 
different amounts of each of those. Yeah. Same with casters. Um, so like they made the spells more like powers, which it it eliminated some of the utility of casters, but it kept everybody on a much more even playing field. Damage was a lot more equally spread, mm-hmm. so it didn't. Nobody felt like they were being left out. Okay. Which there's pros and cons to that. I mean, like I said, rifts is not a balanced system, but it's a lot more role playing driven. Yeah. But considering D and D nowadays isn't really an advanced role playing system in my opinion anymore. It's no, more it's of a not. beginner game. Like, you want to advance from board games to role playing? Play D and D. You want to get into real role playing? Play something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, casters in fifth ed. It seems like you you have the ability to damage up front and then you sputter out real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the worst part is, in the event it's an extended situation, you're out pretty quick, like for the entire day. Yeah. You're like, cantrips, all right. Yep. Is this threat really worth my spell now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, it's interesting because... I'm constantly reading fantasy books and it's hilarious how the way characters are always portrayed in fantasy books is it's like, well, yeah, the casters are vulnerable to a lot of things, but they have these epic spells of power and that's why the group like protects them from simple stuff like being overrun by a horde so they can cast the big spell to deal with like these huge threats. And that's not how it's really worked in D&D for like, no, really like ever, ever. ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, in D anD D, like um, if you did player versus player, it would be tough to fight like a rogue, for instance, as as a mage. Like, yeah, you could get your ass handed to you pretty fast. Um, you'd have to find a way to, to deal a lot of damage real fast. Well, and when it comes to just doing damage base, it's really hard to beat fighters because if they're in armor, they can have an AC over twenty, and if you can't hit them. Odds are they're going to hit you. (laughs) All right, if I can't get out of the way, he's got the most attacks in the game. Shit. Some of those spells, too, I was reading on a... Just because I hit level 10 last time we played, I was picking out new spells and I was reading up on something. Somebody was just like, I love the spell Sleep, which is a really... I think it's a first or a second level spell. It's a first level because I had it. Yeah, Yeah. I remember remember using it a long time ago in second ed, but... um, it's based on hit points. And it sucks. Yeah, so if... I don't know why they like it. Their DM must be really generous, because by the rules, that spell sucks. sucks. Yeah. Balls. It blows. Well, yeah. You're and really, it, it starts with like... the highest hit points. When it affects a target, it starts highest and works its way lowest, which means odds are, like whatever you one. roll, that one target is it. Yeah. Because you don't have if, enough hit points if, left over. If. If you roll high enough. Yeah, like... Oh, there's a dragon in your area of effect? You're fucked. Your spell just fizzled. You don't even need a dragon. A barbarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just like, well, yeah. case in point, mm-hmm. barbarian. Yeah. I tried that on him. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how high can you roll? Uh, never mind. Yeah, he's like, thanks for the chamomile. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel him, a little relaxed now. To give him half a volume. Yeah, right. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> so last when we last quit, um, we were all in... You'd all just walk back to your portals. You'd, you'd come through the portals. You saw the Archmage after you'd reopened the portals. Well, we all got the we all got the individual items. Yeah. But then we're facing these different, um, like, acid, fire, 
electricity. And you guys all waited, and the Elven Archmage reopened the portals. You just had to wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have missed that part. I might have walked away for a second or something. Probably. Okay, so we're all in the we're all staring at the portals, or we've gone through them. You all just came through them. Okay. But as an actual recap for the last game, really wasn't a lot. Cause no. One, it was short, and two, it was kind of an awkward game. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Recap. Uh, we went digging through a little bit of the portal, mm-hmm. the, the portable portal. Um, Wasn't last game the actual cards? Yes, we yeah. used, we used we used a couple of cards. Um, Terrain got right level sword. ten. Yeah. Well, after the card that tried to kill me, kill me, or did you know? Technically, it did. And then you people brought me back, thankfully. Um, or healed me back. No, if it killed you, you were gone. Oh. Not even Wish can read It you just back. made me unconscious. Yeah, you were at death saving throws. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, Close call. Which I really miss Bleed Out. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if Steve doesn't kill this thing and it hits Ryan, Ryan has one saving oh. throw to not die. And that's assuming that somebody still kills this avatar before it attacks And I'm again. still like, you know, coming from second ed, I was just like, I'm like, she better bandage wounds. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then we drew cards, and Steve and I each drew a card that made us both level ten. So we're no longer level seven. So now we got two level tens. And the three. sun. You drew the sun card. The sun card, and, right? And Emma's character. What's her name? I forget. Lavender Jones. Lavender, Lavender, Lavender Jones. Went got dumbed down a little. <laughs> she got dumbed down, and she has somebody who hates her. Two somebodies. Two somebodies who hate Which her. Which I have, have somebody. Cirrhosis has one. Well, one powerful enemy. So she realizes she has. A mortal enemy, basically, right. and a not so mortal enemy. Cirrhosis has a not so mortal enemy, and she okay. got dumb. <laughs> yeah, because you both drew flames. Right. She drew, I think it was like the rogue, and then she drew the fool. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she was working her way through the deck in the wrong. Yeah, she order. wasn't. She wasn't going right. Yeah, unfortunately. But we all um. Then we moved on from there, and we both. All, like all four of us went and got stuff. Arbarian came back and met up with us. I don't remember how that happened. Archmage. Archmage? Okay. Yeah. I mean, DM totally didn't cheat to get the party back together. Right. <laughs> not, not at all. No. <laughs> um, so then the same Archmage opened up portals to the individual stones. Yeah. Got those. Um, and now we've all gone back through the portal. And. That's where we stopped. What do we see? And there's also. <laughs> and the. And the uh, we each have benefits from getting the stones as well. Yes. Like, um, Sarosis, oh, yeah. a lightning, John got fire. Um, resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's resistance. And acid. initiative boost. And what was, yeah. I forget what was, I, I, can look I got a crazy, which is funny because I had already boosted my dexterity when I got level 10. And then you got another dex boost. And I boost. got another dex boost when I grabbed the rock. And then an initiative so, boost on top of it. Yeah. So now my. My uh, initiative's at five, along with my and my dexterity's twenty one, <laughs> plus five. Yeah. Could you remind me what mine were? I know that I have it was lightning and a plus one resistance. Right. You were blue, right? Yeah. Okay. I was looking at my notes and they were they're old because you said languages and I remember. Uh, you have changing. plus one to all saves. Okay. Electricity <laughs> resistance. Okay. And. He's got plus one to initiative with fire resistance. Okay. 
or sorry, lightning resistance. I got. I have lightning resistance, or do you? He's got lightning. Okay. I have fire. Yeah. Then I have plus one to all saves, right? Yeah. So now, like, even though you don't have a proficiency save in all of them, you still have a plus one on top of whatever your attribute modifier is. Okay. So. Okay, so... Which is funny, because you went to the black zone, because you were like, I'm the Necrobits, it's the most appropriate, and I'm at the blue zone. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, like, what's my favorite spell? Fire. <laughs> but lightning's cool, too, so... Alright, so what do we see? Alright. So, the fun, wonderful world of D&D. Both of you give me a perception check. <laughs> the favorite words out of my mouth. <laughs> um, 14. And uh, 13. Oh, no. Nope, sorry, mine's 13. Because it's wisdom, not intelligence. Works. And right, wait a minute. Just general perception? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's uh, a roll plus your wisdom? It's plus wisdom plus proficiency for both of you. Oh, because okay. oh, well, you both have black dots. Then still. I got 17. <laughs> yeah, I got 16. Right. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys both beat 15, but yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so since you beat 15, uh, before anything quite happens, you both perceive Kage strung up with some sort of magical restraints, uh, basically in an actual true crucifix, the original X's, uh, but it's some sort of magical construct that has been penned. You notice that he's got the uh, white tattoo on his head, but instead of being small like you guys currently are, it's full-blown. Okay. Um, you see the elven archmage is actually standing there just in pants, um, and it's... Uh, I'm trying to think of... Are you saying he's topless? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll matter in a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of the like Arabian-style pants where they've got the slits in the sides to... Allow them to breathe, but they're loose fitting and comfortable, it's still cover. Okay. And uh, I think you were the only one who perceived previously that he had colors for all the mm. zones. They're fully blatant and like rip roaringly bright and full blown. Okay. Like he looks like an elder from each and every realm. And now that you're seeing him with a shirt off for being an elderly dude. Best way I can explain it is uh, he looks Super Saiyan. <laughs> okay. Which, which level Super Saiyan? Like four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His hair's not like so flying straight up, but like there's just a freaking creepy aura of power. He is ripped beyond what any elf should ever be. Like he looks like he could take an orc in a fight, not even flinch. Bruce Lee on steroids. <clears throat> Very Bruce Lee esque, but like you can just tell the densities greater like he's got the ad he looks light he doesn't look like he's a bodybuilder he looks just utterly fucking deadly gotcha which for a wizard also doesn't make sense right right it'd be like monk meets wizard <laughs> meets i don't know similar yeah, yeah like like he looks frightening uh um, so our monk is strung up on a crucifix magically constructed crucifix yes. um, and this guy is just standing over him He's standing in the center, uh, and then something you notice specifically because of the fact that you're a wizard, you notice that you, 
managed to glimpse that the portals are different times of day. Okay. Which shouldn't really be feasible based on the fact that this entire realm was constructed by two powerful gods who set some pretty intense parameters. So all of you should have been in the zones at the same time. Not sure why there would be time discrepancies. And you see Lavender and Clay coming out of their portals. Okay. And immediately thereafter, you're all bound in magical restraints, similar to <clears throat> Kage's. Awesome. Uh, go ahead and both give me saves. Let me know if you get natural 20s. On. Just let me know if you get a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> natural 12. <laughs> no. Okay. You're bound in magical restraints. <laughs> Uh, when he turns, so that you can like see more of him, his face and everything, like he's got full-blown tattoos, and there's a weird, basically all the tattoos have melded in his torso region, and it creates a really, like it's a very symmetrical pattern, but it almost feels like it's shifting, and you're not sure if it's due to like illusion or if it's actually shifting, but it seems to almost be on a cycle of the elements, but in a weird, you know, like kind of tribal tattoo style way mm -hmm. where you get the feeling of fire but it's not actual flames you get the feeling of the other elements but like they don't actually look like them and it's just a weird distortion of the symbols and like i said you're not sure if the tattoos are in a constant actual like oscillating pattern or if it's just some sort of illusion that you're seeing okay um but dude's just ripped with power and as soon as you're in their restraints, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. I kind of wish we were fighting the, the assassin of the... Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. uh, 15 plus, uh, I believe, so 18. I got a nine. No, 17. I got a 9. All right. You take two points of damage. Uh, you both do end up screaming, um, and you feel your tattoos start expanding on you. And we feel them expanding. Full blown. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And as soon as they hit their full expansion, which as soon as they hit there, you feel that sense of euphoria, just like when you first got it. And you actually kind of feel that, but you feel it kind of slowly building. But the fact that your body is just in excruciating pain from some sort of magical influx is overwhelming the early stages of euphoria but as soon as it hits max you just feel fucking spectacular initiative bonus goes up to five saving throw bonus goes up to plus five okay um, okay your resistances go up to five for your appropriate ones so fire okay. lightning so plus five yeah um and you each get plus two to your corresponding attribute again. So plus two intelligence, plus two dex. Are these permanent? Yeah. I'm up to 23 dexterity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck me. Wow. And you can keep raising it beyond that if you want. Yeah. <coughs> I'm going to get that fucking dog. So. Your uh, cap and your attribute associated with your tattoo is now 30. Wait, say that again? So your maximum attribute is now 30. So, okay, so wait a minute, you said oh, it so went up plus two or plus three? Plus two. Plus two. Plus two. Yeah. Thank you. So the max I can go is 30? Yeah. Okay. So you can get all the way up to a super ridiculous bonus of plus ten. Really quick. 
My, I have an app on no, my no, the book. Oh, book yeah. on my Kindle where I keep all my stats, and it every time I increase it, past twenty, goes, "Are you? Can you really do this? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, my DM said so, so fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> DM said I could. <laughs> do you have your DM's permission for this? <laughs> hey, now I'm at plus six. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not plus seven intelligence. My what is my attack? My spell attack. Uh, my attacks are plus eleven. Well, I'm never gonna fail a lock picking thing again. No. Congratulations. Probably not. Um, not unless it is actually like a truly magical lock where you need magical picks to pick it. Right. <laughs> Only because the pick can't survive. <laughs> my save DC is a nineteen. Now. You could probably pick the first door that you ever tried to pick with the like super crazy key. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I got this. It's gonna be a minute. But hold on. Wait. There we go. <laughs> the save DC for my spells now is a 19. That's crazy. All right. Thank Imagine you. what this wizard is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get our asses handed to us, I have a feeling. I, I, hopefully we're not going to fight the wizard. <laughs> um, so now that you guys are stuck, literally just being able to observe after the euphoria kind of helps neutralize the pain. You also, out of basically your tattoo, you, uh, in your case, uh, it's like your leg, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A red orb, very similar to the one you happen to grab, like literally floats its way out of you. Blue orb for you, uh, black for clade, and green for lavender. Mm -hmm. And you happen to notice that there's a black one already floating near the wizard. Or a white one, excuse me, floating in their wizard, uh, Rikage, which both of you saw the original explosion that froze everything, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you notice that the white orb looks a lot like a very small version of that big, massive white orb that the black spell uh, hit to freeze everything. Gotcha, okay. And as soon as all the orbs are floating there. Um, Archmage is just chanting some sort of ritual spell in a language that neither of you are familiar with. And the orbs kind of coalesce into one and just start hovering over his hand. He opens a portal and leaves. And as soon as he leaves, magical bonds go away. That's probably not good. <clears throat> find out. Okay. So we're all free now. Lavender, Clay, and Kage are all out cold. Of course. I gotta right. explain them not being here. Yeah, no. And I don't want to play myself. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. Are there magic, magic markers anywhere? <laughs> the, uh... We can put another penis on another one of Doug's characters. Do it! <laughs> Kage wakes up. <laughs> and then passes out. <laughs> Just flame dart a penis on his face. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Let's all take three hours to craft an actual metal brand. <laughs> this is the most ritualistic, fucked up thing ever. Welcome to our D and D. But it's group. tempting. <laughs> is the portal he went through still open? Mm -mm. No. Um, so what else is in the room? Shelves, like loaded with books, magical items. You're clearly in this workshop. You're baffled as to why the fuck 
a wizard just left you guys alone in a workshop, knowing that what was keeping you bound was going to fade as soon as he walked away. Right. <laughs> well, obviously he doesn't know us very well. <laughs> I'm about to start looking through his shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm tempted. Is there a desk or anything? Yeah. Let's go rifle through the desk. There's actually... Let's see here. I'm going to start looking at books and scrolls. And there's stuff. two like standard desks, mm -hmm. and then there's a workbench that's desk-esque, but it's potion like okay and it's not you know much larger than a normal desk like it takes up an entire wall but are it has any... lots of drawers and stuff which you're assuming is probably for components related to all the shit that he does on are it. there any windows any maps on the walls uh not on the walls there is an actual scroll shelf that might contain some okay um so you start doing this you also notice there's no doors Windows? No windows, no doors. Stairs? Mm-mm. Okay, well, let me start digging through his desks. <laughs> yeah. Bookshelves and scrolls, and I'm going to look for... Investigation checks for both of you. Now that Steve has a plus seven to that. <laughs> <laughs> Before adding in... <laughs> oh, and I've got the star next to mine, so it's double, right? Yeah, so it's an eight. So I have a 21. <laughs> 26? What would you guys like to find? <laughs> like, tell me what you're looking for. <laughs> Anything that gives us an idea of either how to get out of here or what his plan is. Whether he's good or bad. Okay. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to look... I'm going to actually look, look for if I see any maps. I also want to look for any scrolls that might have magical um, spells. Anything along those lines as well. Something that I could that'd be helpful in a Either as utility or in a fight. Are there any jars or beakers sitting around? Lots. Okay. Um, give me a quick wisdom save. <laughs> Six. Are you adding your new plus five? <laughs> With <laughs> unintelligence based though. Yeah, I know. But are you adding your new plus five? You have no. a plus five to all saving throws. Oh, all okay. All saving throws. Oh, okay. So 11. <laughs> you still fail it, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it's because it's your nature. You gotta get me in the habit. So, like, you're getting ready to head over to the score rack, and something catches your eye on the bookshelf, and you're like, are all of those tomes as powerful as I think they are? Okay. <laughs> I'm looking for a spell called Wish. <laughs> um, as far as his plans, you find several books that look like they're probably journals. And you're not... Like, it's bizarre writing. Okay. And it all... He starts at the center of the page and then writes it in sort of a, a circle? Weird, spiral. A spiral out. Okay. And then at the end of the spiral, it just gets fucking crazy. Like, so the last inch or so, because, I mean, it, it's a pretty good-sized journal. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's it's really neat, close-cropped writing written in a spiral, and then all of a sudden it just gets into this crazy, weird, almost runic-looking crap on every single page. Okay. Each page does say different things, but it okay. always ends the same. Um uh, 
just an insane amount of magical tomes. Like, you're, you're not even sure what all of them do, but you're just going, like, oh shit. Like, every book on the shelf is some sort of magical tome. Okay. All right. Whether or not it's just knowledge, like, that would, somebody really wanted to protect, yeah. whatever. Like, um, and I have the ability to, like, I don't have them memorized, but I can richly cast... Well, I, I think detect magic at this is a moot point, but um, identify um, items of interest too. Um, so, what about scrolls? Can you look at some scrolls? It'll be a while. Like you're, you're continually hunting through. What What is your character based on what you've told me about your character's background? Like, even though you're somewhat neutral, I know you crave power. Sure. So, absolutely. What does your character consider power? Um, at this point, I'd have to say diversity in spells. Okay. And so, there are three tomes, one of which is written in Dakotian that you can attempt to decipher. The other two, you can tell, are spells, but you can't read them at this time. Okay. That you're currently obsessing over. Okay. Like, Somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, scrolls, but you're like, hmm. <laughs> okay, right. Like, what's in here? <laughs> yeah, and where, where the scrolls come in is being able to basically free slots, right? Well, right now, those are totally on back burner. Right. Like, there's a little voice in your head that's like, hey, and you're like, uh, this, this is more important right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd be interesting to, to see what, what's there. Uh, you want me to throw open the portal and you can toss them all in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dump the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Um, you want them? I'm going to search through them, but I'm going to be taking some shit. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well then I'll throw the portal on the ground by him. Okay. Put the hole in the ground the so you guys can yeah. put stuff in there? Yep. Yeah. Alright. And uh, yeah, I'm, we're going to have to look at some potions too. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Okay. Um, so, let's see. You're looking for overall personality and what else? Sorry. Um, ways out. Okay. Um, so, you go through the desk and it's mostly writing, which it's all in. I mean, some of it's in Elven, some of it's Draconian, some of it's languages you don't recognize, some of it's Orc. It seems like every day it picks a different language. Um, sometimes the page, like each word, is in a different language. Like, Okay. You're getting the sense that motherfucker went crazy. He's an arrogant prick. <laughs> and he knows a lot of languages and he likes to show the fuck off. <laughs> He's like, you kids have fun. Let me know when you learn to read. But yeah, you're, you're getting the sense that he's, he's not quite all there anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just based on the fact that it's a really bizarre way to write and the one, like the few pages here and there that you can make out. It goes from structured prose and details about what he was doing for the day to random rants. Um, sometimes they're rational rants about something minute and mm-hmm. almost irrelevant that he clearly spent 15 to 20 minutes writing about before it goes into the crazy stuff. So and, it's like listening to Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no, it's okay. No, I'm not arguing. I'm trying to decide if I want to make that worse. <laughs> Just leave it alone. No, leave it alone. <laughs> um, 
And then at other points, like, it's just sheer rage rants at something that doesn't even seem logical. Okay. Uh, at one point, you do find a list of names that's just written in common, and it's a long, long list. Do I recognize any of those names of people that were killed? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you pick out one name and start scrolling for it and find it. Um... I think what else is in the desk? There's like a massive keychain. Um, keys are not standard keys. Okay. They, they they look standard, but you being an arcane trickster can tell that these are for magical locks or gateways <clears throat> or doors. Take the keys. Yeah. Winnie, what the hell are you barking at, buddy? He's not. He's just. <laughs> Being an idiot. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Winnie is, <laughs> he's a dog. <laughs> Named after Winnie the Pooh or Winston Churchill. Both one and the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are too young to know, Winnie the Pooh was a character in a bear who happened to literally be named after Winston Churchill. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's how he got his name. They kind of look alike. And they talk alike. Hmm. That's why they got the deep bear... Well, Pooh doesn't, but the narrator for the series. They very specifically wanted a narrator who sounded a lot like Churchill. Interesting. Because that's where a lot of the inspiration came from. So... Uh. Okay. Um, When you start... Like, you find a couple knives and stuff, but not anything that's, like, full-blown actual weapon stuff. It looks more like eating utensils that are over type stuff. Uh, the scroll rack's probably going to be the best place to try to figure out what the fuck you're in and how to get out of it. And before we leave, too, like, I'd, I'd like to look through um, basically those guys' treasure and kind of gear up, too. Okay. Well, the portal's already open on the floor. Right, so. yeah. So <laughs> before we leave, I'd like to do that. Okay. Yeah, we haven't really had a chance to do that. Because I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, stacking up. <laughs> about them catching looking up. Looking for rings, wands, <laughs> maybe a, like robes and armor and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll go to the skull rack. Scroll? Scroll, sorry. Scroll rack. <laughs> he has a bunch of magical skulls. <laughs> and you notice, this you, notice you can take a face off of it and then you put the face on yourself. <laughs> Uh, very Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun when that season comes back. <laughs> next April or May. Yeah. It's not as bad as waiting for the next season of Mr. Robot at this point. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, uh, like right now, I saw it on Amazon Prime. The book? You have to buy it. No. Oh. The Mr. Robot second season. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not available for... We were yeah. trying to watch it on the USA app, and right, yeah, we're both so pissed. Right, it's like fuck this. I'm buying the season. <laughs> it was like twenty bucks. I almost did. Yeah, it's just not that expensive. That's yeah. so good. So good. It's not what I was expecting it to be. It's good. Well, like, but I was, yeah. I don't remember what episode it was that I caught because I only ever caught one that Ryan was watching specifically because once he kind of told me about it, I was like, dang, damn, I'm gonna need to watch this. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to catch anything else. But it was, like, your couple episodes in for season one? Or did you uh, finish I just finished season? first season. Oh, okay. Okay. 
but it's like one of the points where Elliot's very much talking about Evil Corp. And I'm like, what kind of show has a company named Evil Corp and nobody fucking reacts to it? And he's like, oh, it's all in his head. Fuck, I have to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, he programmed himself to only hear Evil Corp every time E Corp was said. <laughs> yeah, he's literally certifiable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it gets so much worse. <laughs> It does. <laughs> I like how he said that. It does. <laughs> it gets really, really bad. Although I have determined that there is the background running theme in both seasons where mm, drugs are bad, kids. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do morphine. Or Adderall. Or, uh... <laughs> or I don't remember what the newest drug was. Just like, holy shit. Yeah, he took a shitload of Adderall. <laughs> That. that wasn't good. <laughs> he was happy as shit. He was like, sure, he's great. Sure, he's like, plenty of energy. He's like skipping around. <laughs> uh, have either of you watched The Voices with Ryan Reynolds yet? No. No. Uh, so, so fucking twisted and so good. So, the scroll rack. Yeah. I'll take a look at the scrolls if you want to take a look at the potions. Okay. Yeah. If you see any uh, spells, let me know. Okay. Go ahead and give me another wisdom check. Both of us? No, just okay. him. Uh, 17. You find no, it. 19. Yeah, thanks. I had to add that extra to it. You find it incredibly hard. Like, incredibly hard. But you're able to close the tome. Okay. But you can't set it down. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I have to get ritually cast to spell magic. <laughs> On a tome full of spells, and all the spells go away. Uh, cursed item. Uh, fucking goddammit. All cursed items do have pros. <laughs> Everybody bitches about cursed items. I'm like, I'm fine with it. What? <laughs> no, really, I'm fine with it. Before we leave, I'm going to have to cast Identify at the very least. Yeah. But, um, okay, potions. I don't suppose identify as an area of effect spell that just cast it over the entirety of that giant goddamn portal. I can use my mass cast spell. Using just... Oh, yeah! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to cast identify at this level, in this level, in this, this level, level, in this, this level. level. Could do it. Except it's based on the actual spell levels, yeah. not spell slot. Yeah, exactly. If, they had, if I had dispel magic plus uh, and greater dispel magic. Yeah. <clears throat> but. The other cool part about that particular spell, which I was kind of sad we lost the bard, because with that spell, you could basically put on, like, an entire circus with illusions. Hmm. Because, oh, like, this mass illusion with this, 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 so you could just do, like, a massive, like, kick-ass illusionary thing. Like, it's got some interesting versatility to it. Sure, absolutely. It's more definitely more than just, you know, it firestorm. Yeah. It just makes an awesome firestorm. It's, it's yeah. really fun to cast that many die at once. <laughs> Shake everyone you have. Plus all these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you start finding some maps and blueprints. Um, most of the other scrolls can't read. Um Long term, what are you guys planning on doing in the room other than trying to escape? Like, you have the portable hole open. Just, okay. Just for 
sheer idea. speed of things. That way I can try to cover like pertinent bases. Okay, for Cirrhosis is looking for um, scrolls and potions that we can both use that can be not utility as well as um, casting. Um, healing too, kind of potions and things that we can take to you know, cure disease, that kind of stuff. And um, any spells that I can add to my spell book would be handy. As far as the actual hole in the ground, um, magical items, wands, rings. Um, I have stock robes right now, that kind of stuff. Um, before we get into exploring portable hole, what do you want to take out of the room? Um, things that, well, specifically things that scrolls and potions that I can carry in um, a spell book or two that. Are you going through the second desk? Mm-hmm. I'm going. I was going through all the desks. I thought I'd gone through all of them. No, you just gone through his primary. Sorry. To give you a save or not to give you a save? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to tell you. I'm 50-50 on him right now. Well, this is based on personality traits that your characters exhibited so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Charming personality. Yeah. Um, I've been nice to you. Definitely. We get along fine. We like to kill, the, kill everything. <laughs> we can take that, right? Yeah, yeah. we got this. Uh, you do find a false bottom in the second desk, and it's a bunch of shiny shit. A bunch of shiny shit. Like, valuable shiny shit. Well, let's take that. That's kind of what I figured. Shiny shit. Put it in my bag. Yep. Go ahead and give me a dex check. I should check for a fucking trap. Well, I should pass this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, so I get a plus six, plus an eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So seventeen plus eight, twenty-five. You very dexterously catch a ring that starts to fall. Mm-hmm. And decide to just put it on. Oh shit! <laughs> Welcome to my world. I didn't put it on. No. It just magically fell in my hand. No. You just, oh, my name's Frodo. <laughs> just total subconscious reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're all. Oh, that's a nice ring. <laughs> yeah. How do I feel? You feel really good. Yeah. Really good. You want to cast an identify thing on this? Ring for me. We can do that. Um, let's do that. I like that. Idea. Let's let's gather all of our stuff and then let's do identify and okay. see where we're at. All right, all right. Because um, it's going to take a while to originally cast it. So I, I think it's an hour to cast the first one and then ten minutes for each one after that. It's one hour plus the spell time. Okay. Yeah. So like for identify, I think it's an hour and ten minutes per spell. Okay. Yeah. So, so like. It, Magic item in the center of your circle. You don't have to. Keep it actually it. makes sense for me to memorize it and then cast it multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Do that then. Well, I'll do that once we gather. So can we just put everything in a big circle? Yeah. All right. We can climb in the hole and <laughs> grab, so, grab as much as we fucking want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you can only identify one item at a time. Right. What I think what I'm going to do is memorize it as one of my first level spells and. Um, yeah. I'm going to probably do Detect Magic and Identify, because when we're in the hole, we want to see which items are magic and which ones aren't. Uh, are you just literally just pilfering everything you can from this place? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Especially shiny stuff. 
ransacking everything. Yeah, we're looking okay. through stuff. We're being thorough and looking for anything that we think we can use. Okay. And I'm checking walls for like secret rooms. Good idea. Walls, secret doors. Not finding any. Okay. Didn't even have me do a check, so I'm guessing there just aren't any. <laughs> well, that and it's almost impossible for you to fail it. Like that's true. It it would have to be obfuscated by magic for you to not find it. Okay. Because <laughs> you're at what like fifteen on a one. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there are... Okay, if it was of Dwarven make, you would need to roll. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. They're really the only like craftsmen with high enough skill to get above a 15 for a DC rating. <laughs> I'm like a god. <laughs> I was just looking at that thing in my perception now. I'm like, holy shit. Or investigation's intelligence-based, right? Yep. Um... While you're grabbing the rest of the tomes, which you do realize you can, you can't put the tome down, but you can just leave it on your person. Okay. It's only the one I can put it in my backpack, for instance. Yeah. But even that's mildly uncomfortable. Um, Like, you're paranoid that somebody's taking it. Like, when it's not touching you or in your sight. So, like, it's not... It's my my precious. (laughs) It's not a bad paranoia, but it's just like nagging at the back of your head. So every like five to ten minutes, you just kind of like reach back and okay, still it. What uh, what were the contents? What was I reading in it? It seemed like a spell book, like yeah, like a normal wizard spell book. So you're just kind of don't recognize any of the spells. Some of them. So, um, where do you keep your normal spell book? I have a large pocket. You got like the big spellbook pouch. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that one goes in there now. <laughs> okay, regular spellbook in the backpack then. Um. Yeah. So when you're pulling out your regular spellbook, trying to explain how this works exactly. You just don't care. No. <laughs> no, it's not that. Uh, Piece of junk. It's a paperweight. It kind of like floats midair temporarily and everything written in it like rips off the pages and like you literally see like the lettered ink words like come floating off the pages as it like turns all the pages really fast and flows into the current one. Okay. And then the remains of the book literally just dissolved. Yeah. Okay. Guess you don't have a spell book like that anymore. No, I probably have a new spell book. <laughs> <sighs> huh. How about that? Uh, can I have my player's handbook back real quick? Oh, yeah. It'd be really interesting to see what kind of ring you got. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Can I, do I feel like I should take the ring off? Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't want to take that ring off. Uh-huh. Ever. It's my precious yeah. But you feel great. Uh, for now. Sorry, listeners. It's temporarily quiet aside from the garage door that probably just picked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll write down a list of things I'm going to look for real quick. It'd be so fucking nice if everybody else just got replaced. 
that's interesting. Damn it. No, it's, it's a spell that I thought the game still had. Mm. But if it doesn't, I'm making it. <laughs> I'm looking through my notebook here. I really have... I have like one dungeon map and then several pages of food orders. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell what's important to this gaming group. <laughs> I should probably give my bow to the ranger, the bow I got last time. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. There'd probably be a handy thing to do for next game. Yeah, they're all still out and just look completely exhausted and drained. You can either credit to the fact that you guys took the sun card, or it could be something else. Hmm. The addition of more hit points is nice for level increase. I was also able to get an extra plus one up with my constitution bonus, which is nice. You were looking at potions, right? Yeah. You do find a jar that has an eyeball floating in it. Okay. And the jar is sealed with an awful lot of magic elements. Like wards or something? Yeah. Okay. Like, um, there's a chain around the jar which the chain is an anchor for a warding spell. Uh, there's a wax seal in the jar that has an anchor for a warding spell, and you can tell that the lid itself, along with the jar, are in source with a warding spell. Okay. And you notice that the eye is floating, and when you pick up the jar, you realize there's no liquid in there. Hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. And despite being super powerful, crazy wizard... Clearly didn't like the eye. 
Apparently not. <laughs> Can John dual wield now? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I don't get dual wield. You don't? No. Okay. Probably because of all the spells. No, well, you couldn't theory take the feat to be able to do it, but this is another thing I don't like about 5th Ed. So if he dual wields, he's using elements of his rogue class. He's losing them because he's using them for the attack that he gets from the offhand weapon. Okay. So like uncanny dodge, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it's not a free action to use that weapon. I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's only good for fighters. Like literally fighters and, well, rangers can too. Rangers and fighters are the only two classes that it's worth a damn to dual wield. Okay. Which I... is stupid because it's such a wonderful flavor. Yeah. Like, I love creating dual wield characters for the flavor elements. And most of the time, I'm not even going after, like, the most powerful weapons. One of my favorite dual wielding characters in Third Ed was a uh, rogue who used Kukuris. Yeah, that's cool. Like, he dual wielded Kukuris. That was his weapon of choice. And it's like, well, isn't that more of an assassin's weapon? Well, mm. well and I, <laughs> I, and I had a, a rogue, very roguish, that used a rapier and a dagger. Very common, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Which also works for fighters. If you're more of a dexterity-based fighter, sure. having a rapier and a dagger is appropriate. Yeah. Because you're a fencer. And the reason why I was asking if John could was because I've got a dagger that does crit damage. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, as an offhand weapon, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's... Like you said... Big issue with the game is that it's it feels so much like a board game to me anymore. It it really does. Well, they're so cookie cutter. Like, and there there's no blurred lines between classes where you can be like, well, I kind of want uh, to evolve my character in this direction. And with fourth ed, um, the other thing I liked about fourth ed is every they had the the thirty levels broken down into categories. So, like, for whatever tier, you were your base class. Well, at your next tier, you chose kind of a sub-prestige class. Mm -hmm. And so you could structure your initial class. Like, So when you create your character, you actually want to look at the upper-tier classes to figure out what you're actually leaning towards to make sure that you pick it going Progress up. in that direction, yeah. So as a rogue, do I want to go, like, fighter rogue? Do I want to go mage rogue? Do I want to go pure rogue? Do I want to go rogue ranger? Like... How do I want to structure my skill sets for these different prestige classes that I'm eligible for? And then as soon as I pick that, that I'm still a rogue, and I still have fundamentals of being a rogue that are going to carry on, but I'm becoming more focused on this new identity with this background of being a rogue. Right. And then from there, okay, well, now that I've put myself in this, what of these final prestige classes am I still able to eventually obtain? You know, like... Because now that I've picked that focus, I've eliminated some of these because, like, okay, I'm not using magic. All of these are out. Yeah. Right. So. But it allows you to concentrate on other things and to. Yeah. And it flushes out. Them. It flushes out each character to make them unique. But two of you can pick the same prestige class and then go for a separate sure. prestige class. And the two of you that picked this could have picked it from two different classes, which means you're still different. Or you could even pick it from the same class and still structure your skills differently just with that slight focus. Yeah. And so I, I really don't understand why people hated Fourth Ed so much. I really don't. Like, there was still a lot of diversity. It was simplified, which I'm fine with D&D &D being simplified. It's one of the oldest role-playing games. 
and it's always been a little dungeon crawly. So, like, if you want to dumb it down, cool. It makes it easier for new players to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and 4th Ed did dumb down 5th Ed, and it got rid of the erroneous skills. Like, it didn't had way more skills than 5th, because all of us have bitched about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, here's my really basic skill selection, and I can't learn more unless I buy a feat to become proficient in more skills and all I'm doing is becoming proficient and then I'm not really learning them. I can still make the skill check. I just get my proficiency bonus. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that feels like I'm skilled. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you just really lose that character attachment and identity. Yeah. And yeah, fourth ed was a lot better about that. Uh, the biggest thing is they got rid of the professional skills. So it got rid of the, as a party, we're in town. We all have access to do our professions now. Let's spend a month making gold by doing our profession skill checks. Because mm. we're all broke. You're chasing a guy. Yeah, but we need money to continue chasing him. Okay. Now they like, a month ahead. Yeah, now. I'm a cobbler. I'm just going to set up shop in the mm. alley for a month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I... I pissed off a DM. Well, I didn't piss off the DM. Sorry, I pissed off my playgroup because I got pissed at my playgroup for doing that every time we got to town. And so I asked my DM if I could make a new character. He's like, sure. I made an actual, like, full bore merchant character. So when they all decided, let's go ahead and do professions, or no, sorry, I wasn't a merchant. I was a negotiator. So... Instead of, I had a really basic one profession skill set, made these really basic items, went to a place, uh, convinced them to buy them, and exchanged all of their stuff. Went to the next nicest place, offered them these new goods, and exchanged. And I just kept exchanging and getting a higher price and higher price and higher price because I was just pure fucking charisma based. Made a shit ton of gold in like two weeks. Used it to hire mercenaries and like a whole bunch of other people and went after the bad guy by myself. Nice. <laughs> My DM's like, sweet. Well, there's some skills like for a pure caster, like alchemy, like you can create potions and yeah. stuff. And like, and also another thing too is, as you said, dungeon crawly, like, I, I like investigating things and solving riddles and, and quests and things like that. Kind of fun. Yeah. And, like, I can still incorporate those, but it's just so much fucking work now. Because now it's like, alright, I literally have to go out of my way as a DM to add all this depth, figure out how I'm going to let one character really succeed at it when I'm trying to engineer it to keep that player interested. Right. Even though everybody else can make the same fucking skill check. And if somebody gets a natural 20... Like, yeah. So it's it's frustrating on that front. Um, well, it's um, yeah. But you got ring, which I'll try to get you details for. Same with uh, your unique spellbook. So you're grabbing all the tomes, weird jar with weird eyeball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as potions that are currently up there, uh. There's a potion of resistance for each element. 
let's see. Other potion. And then there is a potion with a crimson liquid that regularly pulses with a dull light calling to mind a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you do find blueprints for the wizard's tower. The tower we're in? You're assuming. Okay. Um, do you notice <clears throat> that the tower, so it's actually like probably 40 or 50 scrolls. I think it's a lot of detail. Uh, the first scroll is actually just the external tower and like the dimensions of it. It's, it is tall. Like you're able to see it from pretty far away. Okay. But the actual external dimensions don't match when you flip the next page and start seeing the internal dimensions. Totally TARDIS-esque. Okay. Um, Bigger on the inside. Yeah. And you're noticing that essentially within the tower, um, everything's done in fives. Okay. And so there's basically a tier system for how advanced the wizards are. Mm -hmm. And so the top five floors are all completely isolated rooms that can only be accessed, in theory, by the wizard who occupies them. And then the actual very, very top floor is, it looks like the Trivial Pursuit little pie thing with okay. a pie slice for each element. Okay. And that is the, basically the archmage for that element. It's their office. Okay. Um, which, in the center of the pie, though, like instead of all of the pie pieces coming together, in the center of the pie, there are doors that lead to the center room, and in the center room, there's basically a circular table where they can have meetings and discussions and things like that for pertinent dictates as to what the wizards should be doing. Okay. Um, the fact that, like, it's literally, because these blueprints are obviously done by wizards, and based on my perception of wizards and how they're kind of perceived typically in D&D, &D, mm -hmm. wizards tend to scrawl notes yeah. everywhere except yeah. for their spell books. So, like, there's notes, like, outside of the external one. Like, the external one, you could have read all the notes, but, like, you realize it's wards and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, a list of all the spells that helped create it. And okay. Nothing on it's really deadly unless it's actually activated. Like, the defenses have to be triggered. Okay. Um, internally. Like, they're not passive defenses that just attack random shit. Um, so, like, you kind of peruse through those, but you realize that's pretty much all the notes for the external elements. For the inside ones, just depends on the rooms. But whoever happened to design these is, like, notice there's times where it's just, it's a fact. So, like, the Archmage rooms, uh, he indicates that there's literally no way 
to enter an office of an actual archmage without the token associated with it. So it's effectively the magical key that gets but you. But we have our tokens. For the city. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> okay. Got it. Because okay. remember, the token for the city was more like a pass. Right. Uh, like, these are, basically, it's a token that, even through teleportation and whatnot, for whatever reason, helps unlock the words. And whoever has been writing on the blueprints, the words are beyond their comprehension. Okay. Uh, which, they literally write that. Um, but you notice there's a lot of times for the other remaining top five rooms that everything's... In theory, you cannot access this. Okay. <laughs> and he's got it in quotes for whatever reason. In quotes. In theory, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then there's additional notes, but like the actual quarters floors, for whatever reason, which they're not at the base. The base is where, like, there's a sub-basement for certain experiments and whatnot, but like the base two floors are pretty much... The first floor is more of an entry area. There's some little alchemical stuff, not much. Okay. But it's more of a greeting room. Second floor is the library. Uh, it indicates that anybody from any of the domains does have access to the library. Uh, they just have to be supervised and things like that. Books aren't allowed to leave. Uh, you do notice later on there's another library within that's only for the Wizards Guild. Okay. But, like, the actual quarters are about midway up, and they're basically five floors of five by five sets of rooms. Mm -hmm. So, like, way wider than the rest of the tower. Doesn't make sense at all. Insane amounts of dimensional magic at use here to make okay. all of this work. Okay. Okay. So. Um. Okay. Well. Okay. Can we start casting and identifying on this ship? Sure. Maybe? Let's uh. Let's go through the portal. Let's jump through the portal and look through some items. We'll start um, casting and identifying some things. Uh, we're starting with detect magic, right? Yeah. Yes. So let me. I'll swap out my spells. Spend a little time doing that, and then. Um, Who wants to be percentile roller? <laughs> let's both take a try and see who rolls best the first time. <laughs> Why waste the first time? Why waste it on a good... Why fair enough, it? fair enough. Just, just, I'll roll, I don't care. All right. We want to just change off? We can do that. Sure. You're, you're going to be rolling percentiles a couple times based on what sure. you're trying to do. That's fine. All right. So give me first percentile. Which set of percentiles do I want? <laughs> I don't know. I first don't world know. problems, man. First, first world, world problems. problems. <laughs> which die? I don't know which die. 68. Alright. So the first little chunk of treasure you decided to do the... Cause, uh, well, you're... You're going to ritual detect magic, right? Because it's the area. Of the yeah, magic. I'm going to cast okay. detect magic on the area and then identify as per item. Okay. So it makes sense for me to... And I think they're both first level spells. So it makes sense for me to be able to cast identify several... I can cast it at a second level if I want to, but cast it multiple times. Yeah. Well, you can use all your spell slots for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. If needed, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, there, okay. to cut things down, there's specific kind of items I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not going to look for a sword. I don't need a sword or that kind of thing. So I'm looking for equipment. Um, 
rings, wands, robes, boots, things that I think that um, could be useful for armor. Source. I would like to find armor. Yeah. You don't like your leather armor? I do, but if I find armor that maybe has a higher armor class, I you won't find it in leather. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. So <laughs> maybe I, and I, I'm pretty happy with my rapier, but just in case something really stands out to you. Yeah. Um, well, I, let's see what's magic first. Okay. And then pull from that the things we want to look at. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> my backpack's glowing like a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need shades. <laughs> Your new tone was pretty bright. The ring on his finger's kind of bright. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Shocking. They're both magical. Uh, yeah, I mean, you really don't find much. Okay. You do find there's two rings a pair of boots, and a rod. Like, it's not... Based on the design of the rod, you can tell that it is not a attack, like, spellcasting type rod. Okay. Um, you're not sure what it does, but it's some sort of magical device. So you said boots, two rings, a rod. What else? Sorry, I just forgot what it looks like. find a flask that basically sloshes when shaken like it's half full of some sort of liquid. Okay. Um, however, despite being half full, it's kind of heavy. Like it weighs two pounds. Okay. So it feels closer to a water skin than a flask. Okay. seven times so I'll need to on my ring on your book book on the boots on the other rings on the rod and the heavy flask and the heavy flask okay I guess I'll cast on my bow too um so the boots are fairly ornate. Um, Pretty boots. They So they have like the slight heel to them. They, they look more like noble type boots. Mm -hmm. um, 
they it's not quite like the Hermes sandals wings type thing but it, it does kind of have a wingish flare design that goes up like the back of the leg um, okay. so it's not like a wing sticking off of it but it, it's almost a wing like design yeah and they are a nice kind of like royal type red with a silver trim It's almost chrome-like in color, like so okay. super shiny metal trimming for like the little facets on it, mm -hmm. and like on top of the actual sole, it's got like just a little metal oh, band that runs around it. Okay. And the rings. Thank you for putting these in alphabetical order. So nice with you guys. You did a couple things right. I'm really proud of you. I'm such an asshole to all of you game designers who work so hard on this. I'm sorry. Not that any of you are going to be listening to this, but on the off chance one of you is, I do appreciate your hard work, even though I'm not happy with the overall product. <laughs> okay. I've made plenty of bad game systems at this point. In my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you do a lot of trying. I, I just. I don't know who they picked as their player base to, like, test play this. <laughs> like, that's what's boggling me. Because Wizards is adamant about testing constantly. Mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> Lots of beginners. Uh, I really want to know why precious is this is this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll describe yours too. Okay. Uh, so one of the rings you found, it basically looks like a feather twisted into a ring, but made out of metal. Okay. So like from the actual essential quill part of the feather, like mm -hmm. is part of it, and the feather just kind of crawls around. Gotcha. Maybe a cast feather fall. And then in between the uh, I could be. quill and the feather, there's just a curved little gem that's inset. Okay. Not like super shiny or anything, but it's just a little blue sapphire. <laughs> Is there a spell for counting money? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just cast a spell on the portal so we know how much money we have. <laughs> And then we can celebrate. <laughs> we can say, fuck it, whatever. Then we can retire. <laughs> um, the other ring is a copper ring. And then it's got kind of a vine-like motif that wraps around it. And at the top of it is a ruby that is perfectly smooth. Like, it's not cut in a normal facet element. It's just a really smooth ruby. Okay. And it's in the shape of a heart. <clears throat> And then the vines kind of circle the outer edge of that. Okay. And you do notice that uh, somebody went to the trouble of actually, like, basically they let the copper color for the leaves actually turn green. And then, like, the actual vine itself is just copper. Okay. So. We have another thing to cast identify on. The pair of daggers. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. 
<laughs> I know why there's fire and smoke associated with them. Didn't you want to try to identify your base, too? Yeah. I'm looking at my list. I've got it. Base is not magical. The base what? Isn't magical. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got detect magic going on, so. Um, so that's the first two rings. Where did the other ring go? Gave that to Crucible. He's dead. Crucible, yeah, Crucible died. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all had a morning for the party. Yeah, party. No. I remember when when he fell ten times and <laughs> Deb said, or it's not Deb. Uh, God damn it! What commercial is it? There's a fucking commercial that's doing. How hard can it be? Then it just cracks me up <laughs> every single time I hear it. And Deb's like, why do you like it so much? I'm like, because it was our best episode. We had a like, cleric who thought he could try everything. <laughs> he wasn't all that bright. Didn't pan out that well. Well, he wasn't very bright. He wasn't very strong. I'm, I'm not sure if that was our best episode. It was our it was our funniest episode. Okay. Like, it was hands down the funniest episode. It was just like... Done. He'd see me do something and be like, I'm going to try that. How hard could it be? Well, and it it wasn't just the cleric, though. Like, one person in the party would succeed at something, so somebody else in the party would try to do it. (laughs) Obviously, they don't have the same skill set. Like, how hard can it be? It was the fucking theme all day long. So, like, okay, well, now that that person did that successfully, then this person's going to try it instead. And then that person, like, so everybody had at least one how hard could it be moment where they just fucked it up royally. Yep. (laughs) Like... Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> well, I can't seem to find yours, but I won't fuck it. I'll just come up with my own design. Okay. Um. And I can't believe I can't think. Of what the fuck is the infinity symbol called? Like the actual name the for infinity it? Infinity symbol. Is it just infinity I, symbol? Yeah, that's what I, I've always. Referred I thought there was an actual name for uh, it. There, I, it probably is. I'm I think sure. you're right. But sideways eight. <laughs> eight sideways. Uh, basically, your ring is an infinity symbol, but it's essentially two snakes eating each other's tails to create it. Okay. So, um, and then. It's called the Lemnus Gate. See, I knew there was a name for it. <laughs> uh, and then the actual styling for the band itself, because that's just at the top. No gems or anything like that. Okay. Um, and it's... It's kind of a burnished silver. Like, it's not super flashy or anything, but it still looks to be a precious metal. Uh, but essentially, the actual band is scales. Okay. Um, like snake scales. Closer to dragon. Oh. Okay. Like you can you can tell that whoever designed it had more of a dragon in mind with the scaling for it than a snake. Because like a snake scales, they're obvious, but they're super smooth. And this one has just a slight overlapping. Okay. So... But since it's a magic ring, it automatically sizes and adjusts to you so it doesn't chafe or irritate. Right. And I really don't want to take it off. 
No. Yeah. How about that? And you constantly seem to be fidgeting with it whenever you're uh-huh. bored and standing still. Okay. And then the boots? Uh, or we just... I already described those. Okay. Yeah. Let's stop this for a second. All right. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.